Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. Time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk those lines of his age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for their lust. Blindly passion, they call you to join them. Song to the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul. For a chance to receive his mark
beyond chastening and and have maybe progressed to the point of the ref, the refiner's fire. But the refiner's fire is also a very dangerous part of our walk. And, Father, I know that a lot of us are going through it, and it comes with all kinds of pitfalls and dangers. And I uh, just pray that for your anointing upon me to be able to share those quickly with people because of the limited amount of time that we have uh, and, um, you know, and help folks understand how they can get through these trials and tribulations without them ultimately ending up sending them straight to hell. Uh, and uh, that that sounds probably paradoxical to most people. How can we be past the point of chastening? How can we be in the midst of the refiner's fire and be in a, even a more, more precarious position in our walk? And uh, and I just pray that you will anoint me this evening and help me to help touch people's lives and uh, direct them uh, on that journey. Give them some anointed advice that I have personally had to live through many times, uh, and others uh, have uh, acknowledged were unbelievably important for them to hear as well. And still, more people uh, going through more things are discovering how close they are coming to falling into the grip of Satan's hands. Here we are in the last minutes of the of, of your movie, Father God, and um, with all the attacks that are coming down upon your people, the hordes of hell being released upon the earth, as we obviously can see all around us. Uh, Father, we just pray in Jesus' name that you will quicken these things unto us, that, that, that they will become a part of our life, our desire to be to, to be where you're, we're in love with you and you're in love with us. And we know that you're in love with us perpetually. We understand that. And we know that you love us, Jesus. You even loved us when we were in our worst state. We, we understand these things, but it doesn't make us immune to the mandate that have been established in your scripture. And we want to make sure that we're walking on that narrow path and we're not deviating from it uh, in such a manner that it can ultimately end up in uh, causing, well, absolutely, utterly unacceptable things to happen to any one of us or any one of other people as well. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, uh, anoint me, Father God, and help me to, to speak these things the way that you want me to speak them to the people that are willing to hear it and listen and embrace it because it's a reality and it's in the Bible. And um, and also to, uh, to get through all of this news, which, well, <laughs> that's a miracle in and of itself. Uh, and we just praise you, Father God, for Sister Elena. She's going to be calling in a little bit, you know, maybe 50 minutes after the hour uh, to, to give me some hope of being able to get through this ever endlessly growing monstrosity of apocalyptic headlines that um, are really strongly indicating that uh, we are uh, full steam ahead and getting ever closer uh, to uh, what we are all hoping will be the barley harvest. Uh, we know it's the barley harvest, but we are all hoping will be during the time that we are healthy and alive here on this earth and can uh, benefit by uh, the glorious experience that you have laid at our feet and given us hope to be able to be a part of. Many are called, few are chosen. We pray that we are chosen. We want to be part of the greatest uh, first fruits gathering of the saints that is offered to us and we pray that you will continue to work through us and with us on this journey. Uh, may I speak the words that you want me to speak. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I pray and thank you. And to him, our Lord Jesus, who is able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless before the presence of our Father God, 
with exceeding joy. And to you, Father, our Savior, who alone is wise and incredibly patient, and thank you for everything. Be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forevermore. In our presence we pray. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, uh, I got to move fast. I got to talk fast. And if you can't listen as fast as I talk, I'm sorry, but I can't change that. All right. Praise God. And that's one of the reasons why it's kind of cool to be able to go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash tribulation dash now enter. And then you can actually look at all the different radio programs that we record. They will be there in perpetuity until something happens with me. Uh, and then, uh, you know, and then, it, you know, if something bad happens to me and I can't, you know, automatically pay that bill, then they'll take it down. All right. Praise God anyway. And then there's people that capture them and download them with Apple iTunes. And I, you know, we, so I, I know about these things and I praise God for that too. I pray that it blesses you. If you use, uh, you know, a podcast downloader or whatever the case may be, then you also have the awesome opportunity to be able to fast forward and move it, you know, and save it as an MP3. If you go to the blogtalkradio.com forward slash tribulation dash now enter uh, site, which, by the way, is also accessible directly by going to tribulation-now.org. Big old link there you can just click on. Um, but anyway, um, the if you're at the actual page on blogtalkradio.com forward slash tribulation now, you will be able to see the actual uh, shows um, on the Blog Talk Radio website. And if you're listening from there, which a lot of people 
seem to have trouble with sometimes. Uh, you know, uh, but if you do go there, you are able. There's this little bitty cloud, a little bitty picture of a cloud, at the tippity top of the radio show as it plays. Uh, there's a black progress bar, and at the right hand side of that progress bar is a teeny weeny little icon cloud. And if you right click on that and say save as or save file as or whatever, uh, uh, then you will be able to download it as an MP3 directly from the um, website if you're using a laptop or a Chromebook or whatever the case may be. And that will allow you to do fast forward. But anyway, uh, or stop or rewind. Some people just listen to the programs multiple times if there's something really important, like it's a prayer vigil and, and the Lord has anointed me for whatever reason to talk about a particular subject. Now, um, I did promise that I was going to talk a little bit about intimacy with Jesus being the key, and I do believe that that is true. Um, now, um, there is, if you can find it out there, uh, a YouTube. Now, I will see if I can click on the YouTube. Now, hold on a second. Let me just look. All right. Um, all right. Supernatural stories. Okay, so there is a web, there is a in a place called Supernatural Stories, that's the name of the actual YouTube channel, Supernatural Space Stories. There is a lady on a YouTube there, and it says, What I saw in Heaven's Banquet Hall shocked me. Now, um, I... Um, I listened to it, and I really wasn't able to get the whole connection. I didn't really see the whole shocked me part when I listened to it. To it. So I, I, she talks. I'm just going to give you the rundown I'm not, instead of playing nine minutes of the audio. Uh, she talks about uh, that she was, you know, she went out in the spirit at a at a particular um, gathering, uh, which to me is like, you know, that's as normal as breathing from where I came from. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, baptism, Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, miracles, divine healing, blind people, all that kind of stuff, seeing and being able to read the Bible when they don't have eyes in their sockets. I've seen it all. Praise God. I was there. I, I was literally in Grace Chapel when I was ten, uh, six, seven, eight years old in front of Charles and Francis Hunter. They visited there multiple times. And so I, you know, now they've passed on and gone to Jesus. And one of the best books on divine healing that is available in the world, in my opinion, and I have studied that subject by Wow, probably more than anybody on the earth, I would guess. Um, uh, they had written a book entitled "How to Heal the Sick," and um, when and I've read that book four times. It is absolutely gushing, jam-packed, pregnant beyond your wildest imagination with information that will blow your mind and change your mind if you are interested in the powers that we are going to be. Uh, you know, we're, we're already supernaturally endowed with those powers, whether you know it or not. Uh, but you know, um, it's going to increase as the days go on. Because uh, you know things are going to get darker, and God's going to—it will pour, pour out an anointing. And um, the only thing is, I'm not sure to what degree that's going to be applicable to barley, wheat, grape. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I almost feel like in my heart that maybe the wheat harvest during the day of the Lord will be the one that will receive the largest outpouring because they will be in the darkest times the earth has ever seen, and there will be a lot of well dead people laying around in the streets. Uh, so, um, you know, but, you know, again, so does that uh, mean that, does that change anything for for the barley harvest? I don't really know. I, I honestly do not know how much of the ugly the barley harvest is going to have to go through. Sometimes I get the feeling that we're going to be here for a pretty good amount of, pretty good amount of the ugly. And um, now, uh, so if you want to go to Supernatural Stories, you can 
look for the one entitled. It has a blonde woman on it. She she it a title, you know, a wonderful vision. She talks about, you know, that she danced with Jesus, uh, you know, and and um, all that, uh, and um, you know the the smell of a particular type of flower, lily of the valley, and that um, she claimed in her testimony that it had to do with you know that the oil in the wise and foolish virgins parable was the extra oil in the vessels of the wise virgins was oil of intimacy. Now I I I don't agree with that. All right. I'm sorry. I just simply don't. So I don't, you know, I'm not. Here's why. Because oil of intimacy does not exist anywhere in the Bible. And if you do some searching on oil of intimacy, you know, just an open Google search or an open DuckDuckGo search, you come to one and only one particular ministry. So that um, I, I don't really understand those dynamics. I'm, I don't know what to think about all of it. My personal opinion about the extra oil is that it's not the oil of intimacy, although intimacy with Jesus and Jesus being your first love is absolutely bar none the single most important part about our walk at all times. Okay, so we need to be shifting over from, oh my goodness, I want to learn about shape-shifting reptilians and who the Antichrist is and yada, yada, yada. And, and uh, you know, and you know, yeah, if you're in that place and that's part of your walk, certainly dedicate some of your time to watching and being a watcher. But on the flip side of that, if you don't have that intimate intimacy with Jesus, Okay, where I'm, I'm, you know, so I told the testimony, I don't remember when, about how I was going through incredibly stressful times because I still hadn't gotten to a place of surrender. I was going, still going through fear, you know, perfect love cast out all fear. We have not give, been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Perfect love cast out all fear. It's all interrelated, all harmonious. All the all the promises of God, you know, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you because he trusts you. Isaiah 26, verse 3. Um, the list just goes on, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding. Uh, you know, um, in all ways acknowledge God. So you're constantly, that, that's pretty much, you know, in synonymous or in hit in harmony with um, keeping 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 your mind stayed on the Lord and you want perfect peace. So uh, it doesn't say that you're not going to go through hard times though. It never says that, but it does say that now. Now, granted, the exception to that rule, as a gen, as a general rule, is Psalm ninety-one uh, for those who who dwell in a secret place of the Most High. Well, if you're dwelling in a secret place of the Most High, what are you doing? Okay. Well, you ought to be having set aside some private time in quiet time, in the dark, intimate with the Lord Jesus. But you should also be intimate with him when you're going through problems. Everything about our walk is intimacy with Jesus. I personally believe that the extra oil in the vessels that the wise virgins were carrying has everything to do with the 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 fruits of the spirit: love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, uh, goodness, and self control. Against which there is no law. Those are the fruits of the spirit. The fruits of the spirit are not achieved by you know you can sit there and talk to Jesus all all day long, but that doesn't mean you could still end up going to hell. Now, now, now I'm going to segue into that part, and then I'm going to go into the news. But I got to warn you about this because this, you know, so one of the unforgivable sins. I know I take that back. It is a, and absolutely it's a forgivable sin, but you got you cannot if you have any of 
un, any unforgiveness inside of your 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 entire makeup, body, soul, spirit, flesh, and heart, any form of unforgiveness, you got to forgive and forget. Wait a minute, you don't want to forget, but you got to. Because if you really have forgiven somebody, no matter how bad or how evil or how horrible what they did to you was, then you do, then you do forget it. It doesn't bother you. You know, it, it, and I, I'm just trying to help you understand because I have testimonies that are highly credible. See, I'm I'm very, 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 very ultra suspicious about the Seven Mountains people. There are so many of them out there, and they're misleading through evangelical Christianity. They mean well. They go out in the spirit. They speak in tongues. They, they, they really do mean well, but they're being deceived, and they're teaching people things that they shouldn't ought to be teaching them. It's all smiley-wily, happy-go-lucky. There's no negative battery terminal to the battery, and that teaching is a direct eight-lane freeway to hell. Okay, and and if I got to be a less, you know, uh, you know, whatever a, uh, uh, oh gosh, I can't think of his name right now. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, but anyway, if I, if I got to teach the harsh things sometimes on these programs, then so be it. Because my job, how do I put this? I have got to keep. I don't want. I don't want anybody to go through that. I don't want. Do you know one of the number one reason why I? can easily forgive somebody who's done me real bad is I just imagine them burning in hell. I listen to, uh, um, you know, 23 minutes in hell with, um, uh, man, why am I having is it's gotta be fatigue from my job right now. Cause they're pushing, they're pushing really hard and crazy stuff is going on as always. But, um, Bill Weiss, there it is. Bill Weiss, Bill Weiss. I'm going to type it in 23 minutes in hell. By the way, Sister Terry Hill has met this fellow in person, and um, uh, she knows it totally the real deal. So anyway, and his last name, so his last name is spelled W-I-E-S-E, if you want to look it up. But if you just type 23 minutes in hell, the very first thing that will pop up is him giving that testimony. Now, I personally believe that every single Christian should be tied to a chair, Toothpicks should be stuck in their eyes, forcing their eyelids to stay open, and they should be forced, literally forced, to sit in front of that video played exceedingly good volumes, just in case they don't hear real well, and they should have to watch every and listen for to the entire testimony and the gruesome, horrific details. Because the problem is there are multiple levels of hell, which, of course, most people don't understand, and it's very much like Dante's Inferno. So what happens is you'll get different testimonies of different people, but I can't name any names, but I can tell you that the Seven Mountains people say crazy things like, um, you know, Jesus loves us so much, how could he possibly let anybody go to hell? You know, Jesus loves us so much, how can, you know, da 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 Jesus loves us so much that this, that can't, and that can't happen to you. Jesus loves us so much that, you know, when we go up to the, you know, altar to give our lives to Jesus, we're, 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 in, we're in heaven. We're going to heaven. Jesus loves us. So, they take the entire negative battery of the terminal off the battery. No negative battery means no current of the Holy Spirit flows through you. You are now damned. I'm sorry. Now, there are going to be a few select 
Christians, very few. Now, a lot of them are going to maybe if they if they're sealed by God, uh, you know, and God has chosen them, but they're living in a pit uh, of sin uh, because they've been lied to by the evangelical church or or, or lied to by, um, you know, the seven mountains people, which are the most, in my opinion, the most dangerous people on the face of the earth. Bar none. Um, other than maybe The Family, which if you haven't watched the documentary on Netflix called The Family, that's where I do. I already know that Donald Trump, Obama, the whole group of them are from there. They all – because they, it, it's hard to explain. It doesn't mean that they're not easily deceived. It doesn't mean that that, that they don't have good things about them. You have to understand that – the difference between being truly holy and righteous before our Heavenly Father and being in love with Jesus and being barely a borderline, borderline baby Christian just walked in from a heroin party into some open church, uh, you know, coincidentally, um, that's about the difference between the two. You know, um, for example, if you want a chasm, you, you want the Grand Canyon of difference between a real lawmaker, a real governor, a real politician who truly believes in Jesus, you want to compare Ron DeSantis and his extremely Christian family, which he makes no bones about, publicly, and Donald Trump. Donald Trump comes out and says, I have never repented. He said it publicly in front of a church group. I have never repented because I have nothing to repent about. Now, that's the kind of thing that you would be taught if you were part of the family, which is a false form of Christianity. And I suspect that a lot of the people that laid hands on him and made a big whoop-de-doo about it were all looking for fame and fortune and everything else that, you know, and, and they all probably buy off on the Seven Mountains nonsense and lies from the devil, you know. That's how bad the situation is. And our Bible warns us. Jesus himself warned us about this. Jesus warned us, you know, that people will be saying, here's Jesus, there's Jesus everywhere. Is a Jesus, Jesus. He says that in the Olivet Discourse. He warns us. But what he doesn't say is that whether or not the people that are saying, here's a Jesus, there's a Jesus everywhere, is a Jesus, Jesus. And I'm, I'm making that up to be kind of tongue-in-cheek funny. But, but. What Jesus doesn't tell us is whether or not the people that are saying that they met with Jesus were Christians that were having supposedly visions and dreams, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You see what I'm saying? Which would include virtually all of the Seven Mountains people. You know, it's endless. You know, um, and so I can't. Name names, because if I name names and they repent, I will be held accountable, and I will be held accountable for judging them. Therefore, the Lord told me, no name saying, but I can talk about the evil doctrine. I can tell you that Satan has created false heavens. Satan can become a seducing spirit and look just like Jesus. There... These, this is very dangerous time to live in right now, and we have to be ultra careful, okay, about things. Now, it doesn't mean that the people that are on top of the seven mountains are all bad. They're not. They're simply deceived by a false doctrinal teaching from a particular man. If you want to learn all about this, just go to gotquestions.org. They're not perfect. 
But they have a really good article. Just type in Seven Mountains Mandate into gotquestions.org, I think it is. And there's a fabulous article that you can read about the Seven Mountains Mandate and the fact that it's not really in the Bible. And it does have in the article some names and sources and things like that that you can look up. Um, and another thing that's interesting about the Seven Mountains Mandate people is they, are, uh, they have some pretty excellent prayer methods that are very incredible and awesome that you can learn from them. But you have to watch out because they truly believe with all of their heart that the Olivet Discourse and the Book of Revelation are, is not going to happen until Jesus comes back, you know, until the people of Christ, you know, become in control of the government, in control of the educational system, in control, get this, of Hollywood. Okay, and you might say, well, Candace Cameron Bure went off and started her own uh, Hallmark channel because she doesn't want to be with LGBT. So there you go. There's evidence. And I guarantee Nabadia that the Seven Mountains Mandate people are pointing to that and saying, look, look, see, it's happening now. It's happening now. No, it's not. No, it's not. Okay, it is a false doctrine. All right, period. And we see it happening all around us. You just have to know your Bible. The problem is if you know the history of the Seven Mountains and the person that was originally behind it and the and the tiny few scriptures in Isaiah that he contorts to try to create an entire movement around him, this guy. So anyway, and he's been extremely successful because, of course, everybody wants to believe that they're it. <laughs> pillow prophets. They're pillow prophets, and they can have uh, incredible visions. They can believe with all of our heart that they're dancing with Jesus, which maybe they are. Maybe they are. I don't know. But one thing is for sure. if <sighs> There is no words in the Bible about the oil of intimacy, and when you type that into Google or DuckDuckGo, it takes you to only one, one ministry. Just one. And I find that highly troubling. Now, that being said, um, uh, you know, I have believed and have believed for many, 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 many years and know in my heart that this is true, that the extra oil is representative of the Holy Spirit. There is no point, okay, at, you know, there's no oil of intimacy mentioned in the Bible anywhere. And, um, uh, but we do know that the oil in the lamps, uh, the oil uh, that is mentioned all throughout the Bible is a uh, kind of a, like a metaphor that is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. It's Holy Spirit oil. It's walking in love, joy, peace, long-suffering, which is incredible, patience, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, goodness, and self-control against which there is no law. That is... That is the quintessential description of who we are to be the Beatitudes. I've said this, I don't even know how many times. We are to be humble, contrite. God saves such as have a contrite spirit. And don't get me going on the, um, you know, uh, the scripture where it says, uh, you know, save, save your servant from presumptuous sin uh, so I can be free. I'm doing this from, um, what do they call that, paraphrasing. Uh, but, say, you know, keep back your servant from presumptuous sin, and I will not be guilty of, you know, a, an egregious offense against you, Lord. And there's only one, by, by the way, in the New King James translation, uh, there's only one mention of the word presumptuous 
in the entire Bible. Presumptuous sin, which, by the way, aligns directly with the warning that Jesus gave his followers, where he said it's the warning of the parable of the uh, tax collector and the Pharisees. The Pharisee was standing there, and he was like, praise God, thank you, Jesus, that you have chosen me and that I am coming to heaven. Thank you. Uh, He didn't say thank you, Jesus, but he said, thank you, Father. Thank you, God, you know, and who knows, but, you know, exactly what he was saying. But the point is, Jesus pointed that out and said, look, there's the Pharisee. He's got his hands raised to heaven. He believes he's in like Flynn. Okay, and then Jesus tells everybody that's following him, he points him over and he points him to, to the tax collector. And the tax collector's renting, he's ripping his shirt. He's looking down at his feet. He's bawling like a baby and he says, I am not worthy. I am not worthy. And Jesus told everybody, That is how you have to be. That is how you have to be. Presumptuous sin is thinking that you're in like Flynn, that you're once saved, always saved, and everything is great, and you're on the seven mountains, and happy-go-lucky, and whoop-de-doo, and I'm going to dance and do this, that, and the other thing, and make up entire doctrines off of verses, you know, and no, no. The extra oil I know is a fact, and I, I'm certain of it or I wouldn't be speaking it right now because I fear God and I don't want to get in trouble, and, and, um, and the Holy Spirit is upon me because all the words and the scriptures are coming. Read Luke 12, man. There's all kinds of stuff you've got to learn in there, but I'm just here to tell you about one thing right now, and I'm going to run out of time, and it happens every time because i got so much apocalyptic news, I cannot possibly keep up with it, but this is vitally important. I have been sharing with the listeners of this program through the prayer vigil recently, the last one I did, and also uh, a lot of other people through ministry work on the side, people are going through the refiner's fire. Now, that's a, that's a blessing, but it's also a curse. Blessing and a curse. I, I don't like the word curse because that implies satanic curse, and it's not like that. It's a blessing, but it's also highly satanically dangerous. And let me, let me explain to you why. Part of Part of when you go through the refiner's fire, you know, the, the scripture says the Lord God tests the righteous. Now, remember, you could you could equate through types and shadows. Uh, t- types means typology, means that it, there's a direct uh, relationship between what happened in the Old Testament and something that it relates to in the New Testament. I'm going to give you an example of that. An example of typology is when you say that the Bride of Jesus Christ is essentially comparable to, um, she's set free, right? She's set free from what? The prison planet, planet Earth. She's set free by the blood of the Lord Jesus. She's set free by walking the narrow path. She's set free by fearing God and fearing hellfire, which is why you need to listen to 23 Minutes in Hell by Bill Weiss. She's set free because she, she fears God and she wants to please God and she's fallen in love with God and she's fallen in love with Jesus because she, she knows, because she reads the Bible, that, that uh, she understands that Jesus is our advocate. And the accuser of the brethren is standing in heaven accusing you. Okay, you've got to understand that. I cover this all the time on the prayer vigil. I'm going to try this Friday to do another more traditional prayer, uh, prayer vigil and cover uh, some of the you know courts of heaven uh, 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 stuff. But anyway, here's your warning. I, I, and I don't mean this to be snarky or anything. I, this is a warning. I have to put it that way because if I don't put it that way and you don't hear what I'm saying, 
the ramifications are too horrible to even imagine. For me, I won't be able to sleep. I'll bawl. I'll cry like a baby. Uh, I, 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 I have too much on my plate. Now, here's a, a, a praise report. A praise report is I did pass the homeowner's insurance exam with flying drones over my house. It was absolutely insane, the stuff that they put me through. But anyway, I passed it. That's a miracle of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. So I, you know, but I'm not going to get in on all the details. I don't have time because what I've got to share with you right now is vital. Okay, this is vital to your salvation. As you were going through the refiner's fire, and um, there have been a number of prophecies, one of which I shared on the last prayer vigil. Again, highly recommend that you go and listen to it that have said that God is going to be separating us from people that are going to endanger us, people that are going to turn us into the thought police, people that are going to cause us to be unnecessarily persecuted, people that are going to do horrible things. This is all persecution of the Christians. Whether To what degree persecution of the Christians is going to be applicable to the barley harvest first fruits bride, I don't know. We don't know exactly when that's going to happen, but I will say this. Most of the alien arrival information seems to be closely linked to the beginning of World War III, but the problem is World War III is so close to kicking off right now, we, it could be any time now. And I know a lot of people have a lot of different opinions, and I, 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 I try not to – when it comes to time, I don't – that ain't my – I don't do it anymore. I did it for years. I was always wrong. I learned my lesson. I repented, and I won't do it anymore. And people that do it, I won't listen to them. I, just, I, I might listen to what they got to say, but I will always tell people whatever they said that's time-based, oh, it's going to happen this Christmas, oh, it's going to happen next spring, yank it. They're always going to be wrong, 1,000% of the time, okay? So if you hear anybody saying anything that even has any relationship to time, this fall, next spring, yank it. Take the timing element out of it. You can listen to the rest of it if you feel led. But watch out. We are dealing in incredibly dangerous, dangerous times. Now, let me explain. Unforgiveness is a sneaky sin. Unforgiveness is a sin that we, many of us think that we don't have, but we do have. Unforgiveness, according to Jesus, is that if we do not forgive someone before we die, totally forgive them and love them. And pray for them. We're going to go to hell. It's so clear. I showed my sister this, and she, uh, when I was at Pennsylvania, I guess it was last year or whatever, boy, did she get angry with me. I, I mean, I swear, she, I, my goodness gracious, if she'd have had a Louisville slugger, I'd have had a lump on my head the size of a Louisville slugger. But anyway... She goes to the Bible, and she's like, i got to look at the context. This can't be true. And she was looking for every single reason she could think of, because I told her, I said, you know, unforgiveness, you're going straight to hell. You can be a Christian all your life, and if you have unforgiveness in your heart, you're going to hell. As a matter of fact, there's a testimony of a lady that I've, I think I've played it on the show. I don't know if I have, but uh, who went to hell. And she said, I think it was entitled Christians in Hell or something like that. And she, she went there, and she couldn't believe how many Christians were in hell because of the sin of unforgiveness. Now then, as God is allowing us to be separated from people that are going to turn us in, see, you might receive, like one, one person I know received the baptism of the Holy Spirit within very, like one or two days, her husband said, I want a divorce. So that pretty much tells you that he's full of demons 
I mean, and an unlimited number, uh, because the demons that control an individual cannot stand to be in the presence of somebody that has the baptism of the Holy Spirit. To them, it is absolute. It's it it it, it, it it's like having uh, gasoline poured on you and being lit with 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 a with, with a match. Okay, that the demons hate it. Okay, so it does not surprise me, not even in the slightest teensiest weensiest bit, that this individual had that happen to him. But herein lies the problem. Until the Lord, sometimes, you know, when that person says they're going to leave, they don't leave right away. Sometimes they torment you. Sometimes the demons that are inside of them make them hang out and do horrible things in front of you. Now you're getting pissed. Now, excuse me for that using that word if it offends you. I don't mean to offend anybody, but I'm just saying now you're getting angry. Okay, now you're, you're upset. You're, you know, you're like, oh, man, you know, this is really bothering you. Okay, and you're like, you know, and then you're snapping back at them, and you're like, arr, 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 and, and it's back and forth and back and forth. Well, well right away, First Peter 3, 7 says, and it's talking about a man and a wife, it says that your prayers will be hindered. So when, when you're snapping back and forth right away, you're hindering your prayers. First Peter 3, 7, look it up. Now, here's the thing. How do you know if you have forgiven somebody? Because you love them. Because you've listened to 23 Minutes of Hell, and you cannot imagine that individual, no matter how horrible they've treated you, even if they've raped your own kid, you can't imagine that person going through what Bill White saw in 23 Minutes in Hell. So you are on your knees begging God not to send them there. And I've told people a gazillion times, William Law, a famous pastor, uh, has a famous quote, and it says, nothing will make you love a person more than praying for them. I have told people for years and years and years and years that some, when somebody has done you wrong, when somebody has molested you as a child, when somebody has raped somebody that you know, when somebody has raped you, whatever the case is, it does not matter. You are not going to get a hall pass. You will end up in hell if you harbor any resentment in your heart whatsoever. Whatsoever in the name of Jesus, please hear my words. I don't want anybody to go there. The whole reason I do this show, there are two reasons, keeping people out of hell, and the next reason is to get us all off this alien demon-infested rock as soon as possible. Hallelujah. And also, of course, you know, coach you with the most phenomenally, supremely challenging things that I've had to go through in order to be qualified to be able to share with you what I've gone through and maybe help you along a little bit. Now, anyway, so so... When you truly have forgiven somebody, for example, let me give you an example. I've talked. I've, I, I, there's one person in particular that I've had conversations with multiple times, and 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 uh, as we would have different, most of the time we talk about this, that, and the other thing, whatever. But then they would bring up somebody. They would bring up this individual, and they'd say, "Well, my sister, this, my sister, that, uh, you know," and I and, and they would bring it up a lot. And I said, well, you understand that you've got to forgive that person. And they're like, oh, yeah, I've forgiven them. And I'm like, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. See, here's the thing. If you're bringing it up, if you're remembering it, if you're resentful about it, you haven't forgiven them. You're harboring resentment in your heart. If you have any negative feelings about somebody who has done you wrong, if you have not raised up to the level of Jesus Christ himself, for you are no longer alive, we have been crucified in Christ, and it is no longer 
us who lives, but Christ who lives in us. We are citizens. Our citizenship is in heaven. We are not part of this earth. You have got to divorce yourself from all of this stuff. Forget about it. Let it go. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. It's in, believe, I believe it's Luke 10. We've got to understand there are not a lot, but there are a small handful of things that, okay, so you can go to this place called spiritlessons.com. If it's still out there, just type in spiritlessons and DuckDuckGo and see if it takes you there. Look for a testimony of a guy, of a pastor named Dan. He he was a pastor, I think he was in Kenya, in Africa, I think so, uh, but I'm not sure. And he uh, was a pastor of a church, and him and his wife were um, traveling to go preach, to go preach at the church there in Africa. And um, on their way there, they were driving to the church, and they had an argument. Well, you, you know, and then they got out of the car, huffy puffy, and they walked into the church. And then all of a sudden, this Pastor Dan guy drops dead. Next thing that happened was he was taken to heaven and he was so, uh, some angels took him in heaven and he was sitting there watching all of the saints praising God and singing in beautiful harmony. And he was just in tears and just watching and just, he couldn't believe the glory that he witnessed. But then the angels came and they grabbed him under the arms and they took him to hell. And he goes, why, what, what, why, why am I being taken to hell? And the angels told him, because you died before you forgave your wife. Are you kind of following along with me here a little bit? So when you truly forgive, you forget. Oh, I'm not going to forget. I don't want to be tricked again. I don't want to be treated badly again. No, William Law. The greatest way to fall in love with somebody, to love someone with Jesus' love, pray for them. And I I had resentment. The Lord showed it to me. I, I Then I was like, I can't believe it. Oh, my gosh. And um, I don't have it anymore. As a matter of fact, I pray in tears for the people that have stabbed me in the back and twisted the knife until it ripped my heart out. I I, I pray in tears for them tears. I cry. I beg God with all of my heart, please, please forgive them for all of their sins. Forgive them, Father. And um, and and let me tell you something. That's where we need to be because we are powerful. I know, I know, if you dare to say anything like this to an evangelical Christian, they will call you all kinds of anathema. You're an evil. They'll run around and try to lay hands on you and cast out devils. But listen, we are minor gods. Jesus said, have I not said that you are gods? Matthew 10, uh, 10 34. I've got to go back and refute. I've just been so busy with work. It's absolutely insane. Um, uh, John ten thirty four. I think it is. Have I not said that you are gods? But I'm going to have to go back and check, check on that. Uh, but anyway, um, folks, I'm here to tell you, we are a royal priesthood. That's what it says in the Bible. We are a royal priesthood right now. Now you are. Not tomorrow. Not when you go to heaven. Right now, you are a royal priesthood. But you are also humble, contrite, unbelievably loving, 
unlimited patience, and you see things through the eyes of Jesus because it is no longer you who live, but Jesus who lives in you. Don't you see? You've got to make the transition. You cannot take things personally. And you've, your heart needs to ache and bleed and cry because you have to un- understand 23 minutes in hell. You've got to understand the melting flesh and the screams of horror coming out of the mouths of the people that were trapped there for all of eternity. And then imagine the person that has, quote, done you wrong on earth going through that. If you're okay with that, you don't belong in heaven. Sorry. And you won't make it. I'm sorry. You won't. God is not, you know, you've you, you got to get all unforgiveness. You've got to forgive, you've got to forget, and you've got to love that person with all of your heart. You've got to love them as your neighbor. You've got, you've got to understand that demons are controlling them. And those demons are trying to take you to hell. Do you understand? So part of the refiner's fire and part of God separating us and causing, and and these prophecies, I believe, are absolutely true. God is separating husbands and wives in many cases, and, you know, unbelieving husband, that kind of thing, separating them. Because, see, here's the thing. If, If you're a Christian, you can't, like, kick out your unbelieving husband. However, if your unbelieving husband comes up to you and says, I want a divorce, or or they're having sexual immorality and staring at porn all night long or whatever, or making phone calls to somebody and thinking about having sex with them, which is enough, because it's it's in the heart, you see. It's in the heart. Adultery is committed in the heart. So even if they're on the phone, that's grounds for divorce. Okay, now, now I'm not trying to talk you into doing that. That's not the ideal situation. But God is separating a lot of, especially females from uh um uh from their uh spouses now in my case <laughs> whole different story but anyway um uh, but the point is um i have to share this with you because when you're going through that stuff satan is rubbing his hands together like simon Legree, going i got that one because you're there getting all frustrated and angry because you're taking it personally you're mad at that person for acting like that you're mad at that person for behaving like that and when you're mad about it and you're upset about it, guess what? You have failed to forgive them. You're going to hell. And on that note, kids, you ready for some jokes? Yeah! Okay. Sister Mary Lee <laughs> sends me some jokes. Oh, kids. Now, kids, you know that Santa is, a, you know, you know all about all that evil stuff, right? You, you know all about that anagram stuff. Let's get all past that stuff. Let's understand that to the pure, all things are pure. Titus 1, verse 15, okay, that God, our Heavenly Father, is the Father of lights. I have talked to some very anointed people about the Hebrew translations that they point to about not bringing greenery into your house, which is a bunch of bunk because it's a mistranslation and, and a twist of the Scripture. But I'm not going to get into all that. I'm just going to go ahead, kids. You know it's it's getting real close to that time of the year that you guys like, whether you, whether you like Hanukkah and you like getting lots of little gifts or or whatever, you kids. Maybe you like figgy pudding. I don't know, but you like Christmas, don't you? (laughs) All right. All right. Praise God. All right. So I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to share a couple. I'm going to challenge you with a couple of these kids. Who hides in a bakery at Christmas time? Who hides in a bakery at Christmas time? A mince 
spy. Mint spy. Get it? You know, mint spy. Come on. Uh, okay. Yeah, I li- I like mince meat pies, but then again, I'm from Pennsylvania, and you know, you got the Pennsylvania Dutch, and it's kind of a Dutch thing, and all that kind of stuff. So they have them everywhere up there. Shoe fly pies too. Um, let's see here. Why do you why do Donner and Blitzen get to take so many coffee breaks? Well, because they're Santa Starbucks. <laughs> I know that one, kids. What do you think of that one? Oh, oh, you don't like that one. You know, I don't blame you because Starbucks is kind of really a messed up, creepy company these days. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Kids, what's Santa's favorite sandwich? Peanut butter and jolly. (laughs) Is that funny or what? Come on, kids. Work with me. All right. Praise God. Anyway, on that note, let's go into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, it's not normal. This is disturbing. <laughs> Game over. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. A bunch of stuff to talk. I, I don't even know if I can get through all this, but I, I did ask Elena, give me 15 extra minutes because I, 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 had, I had so many apocalyptic headlines. It literally, I believe it was well over 200. Now, what I do is I skim very quickly because I don't have a lot of time, especially on Wednesday nights and um, on Wednesdays. Um, and uh, of course, it's Anyway, so let me just move forward because otherwise we'll be here all night trying to get through the news. Anyway, praise Jesus, hallelujah. Here we go. Companies by the hundreds pledge woke-free workplaces. And this would be something that the Seven Mountains people are going to grab a hold of and go, look, 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 look. And uh, I'm like, no, 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 don't get too excited. I'll tell you why. It says, according to the report in Slay News, there are more than 2,000 companies in America that have signed an anti-woke pledge to promise that they will not discriminate against their workers' free speech rights and personal beliefs. So that's 2,000 companies. Okay, so let's type in how many companies are in the U.S. All right, let's Oh, my goodness. Oh, look at there. There's 10.75 million companies in the United States of Babylon the Great. So what we can do is, just for fun, I'll pull out my 10 key, and we'll type in some stuff here. I got to – all right, so let's take 2,000 companies. We're going to divide it by 10 – we'll just round it down – well, 10.75, that'd be 10.2. No, I'm just going to go 10, 10000000. That would be 10 million. Equals, and then I go times 100. Okay, equals. So the total number of companies by percentage that have signed the no woke agreement deal is 0.02%. What do you think of that, kids? 
Uh, okay. Anyway, just trying to keep things in perspective a little bit. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Not trying to be negative. Actually, here's the thing. In a way, being apocalyptically minded is being very positive. Because if you know what you ought to know because you know your Bible, then you know that as the Israelites had to go through the desert. See, remember this. Think about this. You want to talk about typology? Moses, Moses, Moses. When they finally got to the very edge of the land of milk and honey, after all the stuff Moses had to go through, out of frustration, he slaps his walking stick against a rock, and God says, you may not go into the land of milk and honey. As a matter of fact, the only let I, uh, you know, to the the understanding of of the uh, uh, advanced studies it, it seems to indicate that only people under supposedly the age of twenty two or something like that uh, were allowed to go in. I don't know where they get that from, but anyway, but a lot of the Israelites were not allowed to go into the land of milk and honey, and not even Moses because he got frustrated and slapped his stick. He said, "Run around," and God said. Oopsie daisy there, buddy. You know, I know you went through 40 years in the desert, but you're not going into the land of milk and honey. Now, I don't know about you, but if that typology aligns to the bride of Jesus Christ and we are to be set free from this prison planet, sounds to me like that narrow path pretty narrow. Sounds to me like we really got to keep ourselves in check. We got to have a humble, contrite spirit. We got to teach ourselves. We've got to pray. We've got to seek the Lord. We've got to know the Bible. We can't just be out there, you know, I'm a watchman on the wall. I'm a watchman on the wall. Well, if you, you know, think, watch out. Wow. So, um, and, and I am talking about focusing on first fruits, barley, earliest rescue mission possible. Um, and I don't even know. God may decide that a lot of us got to stay because maybe we didn't qualify in one way or the other. Maybe we didn't do enough for Jesus while we were here. I don't know what the answer is. I do know that the parable of the talents and rewards, it comes uh, hand in hand with the wise and foolish virgins. Of course, nobody ever talks about that. They talk about the oil all day long, but they won't talk about the fact that Jesus goes right. He doesn't even take a sip of water. He goes, he doesn't, he just goes right from the wise and foolish virgins directly in the parable of the talents and rewards. And he even says in, in his example that it, that it was like a harsh taskmaster. See, that's why I'm not really keen to watching crowdfunded Jesus movies that make Jesus look like he's just the, the world's most friendliest incredibly friendly guy because Jesus is incredibly friendly and loving and very supporting to you if you seek him. But if you're naughty, naughty pants on fire, rah, rah, that ain't good. That's not good. So I don't want to be led in my spirit to think that Jesus is all, you know, he is our advocate. He is all those things, but he has expectations and a high bar set, okay? And so we need to be seeking him really fervently, okay? You see, you see God and you'll find God if you seek him with all of your heart. That's like, I don't know, Jeremiah 29, 33 or something like that. But anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. If it's not that, then it's 11, but I don't think that that's it because I, I think 11 is, uh, uh, I know the thoughts that I think about you, not thoughts of evil, thoughts of the good to bring you to an expected end. 
And then, of course, you have uh, the one that everybody grasps, and they love the NIV version because it leaves out the most important part, Romans 8.28, you know. And and, uh, and, uh, and, and it goes uh, – let me see if I can uh, recall it here. Hold on a second. Uh, where it goes, and we know we know that uh, that uh, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in uh, th- those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now, um, here's the thing: the NIV and the Latin Vulgate versions of the Scripture leave out who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. They leave that part out. So the only thing the Christian gets is there is therefore now no, now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So they're like walking around going, hey, I got no condemnation. Man, I got no condemnation. I am in like Flynn. I am in like Flynn. Give me the flag. I'm going to run up and down the aisle, run up and down the aisle, run up and down the aisle. I can do whatever I want because I'm once saved, always saved. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Whoops. Talk about presumptuous sin. Keep back your servant from presumptuous sin. That's what the Scripture says. We have a contrite spirit. We tear and rent our robes like the tax collector. We do not feel worthy because we are not worthy. But also, intimacy with Jesus is exceedingly important because he has to become your first love. And it won't really happen when you put everything else on earth before him including holding grudges and everything else under the sun because you're going through hard times because you're a citizen of heaven. Come on. we got to get with the program. we got to divorce ourselves from, no pun intended, um, from all of the things that are going on and all of the things that are happening to us. And remember who we are in Christ. Remember that we're almost off this planet. Don't let Satan get a foothold on you. Give it away. Surrender it. Surrender Surrender equals trust. Surrender equals peace. Surrender equals no worry. Surrender equals whatever you want to do with me, God. Go ahead and do it. It's surrender. But you're a totally akin and attuned and completely in synchronicity and total harmony with God. You don't care about anything else. So none of that other stuff bothers you. Get it? And then it's easy to pray out of love for the person who has done you wrong and without your prayers is going to hell. The way God looks at it is if you're not willing to pray for them and ask for them to be forgiven, then you're also willing to send them straight to hell because you're probably their only hope. And if you're willing to send them to hell, well, how do you think the Father feels about you? Get it? Praise God. All right, next headline up. Thank you, Jesus. School board flips red, immediately oust the superintendents who pushed the mask mandate. So there's a lot of this kind of stuff going on. People are going to get all kinds of false senses of security. I I told everybody on this program that what was going to happen after the election uh, is that uh, everybody's eyes were going to be on the United States Congress and expecting all kinds of things to happen. Here's the thing with, with DeSantis. Even though he's a totally real, total Christian, real Christian, and very openly and overt about it. I mean, boy, does he speak it forth. But here's the thing. The reason why you will see so many Democrats and so many of the dark side pushing for DeSantis to run for president is because it will split the party. If you split the party, you lose the election. You hear what I'm saying? 99% of the Republican-minded people 
in this country, which is a boatload. It's over 100 million by most estimates. Okay, they are Trumpianity people. They believe Trump is anointed by God. They saw Paula White laying hands on him and everything else. I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just stating facts. They saw all these people gathered around him in, inside the, the uh, White House and him pretending to pray, in my opinion. And, um, uh, you know, and I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm not saying any of that stuff, but I definitely do not believe he's where he needs to be. And, of course, my sisters will tell you, well, you know, he's a baby Christian. I'm like, what's a baby Christian? I mean, I understand entering into Christianity because otherwise, how would you bring, you know, the David Wilkerson, um, you know, um, uh, you know, um, um, you know, the David Wilkerson uh, folks in? I'm trying to think of the name of his ministry. This is really upsetting me because uh, normally I just have, you know. Um, Oh man! But anyway, uh, you know what I'm talking about. You got—they have to have a place to start. But I, but the but the church has also got to do what the church is commanded to do, which is found in Titus, First and Second Timothy. And it says if you're you know dressing funky or doing funny things, purple hair, LGBT stuff, any of that kind of stuff, you get three warnings and you're out. They walk you out the door. You are not allowed to stay as part of the body of Christ. It's in the Bible. Churches ain't doing that today. They're pumping a collection plate with whoever. Now, granted, there may be a few out there that are, um, but as a general rule, I would say probably 99.999% of them aren't doing it. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. All right, number of hungry United Kingdom students is surging, according to a poll. Over half the teachers in England say that the number of students ineligible, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, ineligible for free school lunches are unable to afford a meal. The number of them is increasing, according to the research, which none of us should, should be surprised about, with the sanctions and all the crazy stuff that is happening all over Europe right now. It is absolutely horrible. It's by design and is being orchestrated like it's choreographed, uh, satanically choreographed perfectly by the Antichrist, who you know as well as I do, is Obama. All right, praise God, who is manipulating the entity that refers to itself as Biden, which is really a shape-shifting reptilian. And I have video evidence of this at tribulation-now.org. You can see his eyes turning into that of a viper, which, by the way, is a, a scripture directly out of the Testament of Reuben, which is part of, part of the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. All right, next up. Headline says Russia will not accept an oil price cap. Now, now Biden and uh, and and the Antichrist are pushing for a price cap. Now, what that will do is it will jettison uh, the United States cost of gasoline per gallon somewhere to the tune they claim uh, to be about seven or eight dollars a gallon. Now, um, if you cap the Russian oil uh, to a you know lower value uh, and so anyway that would foil the plans of the Antichrist and they want nothing to do with it and and Putin's saying no. Fooey on you, uh, I, I am not going to cap the oil prices. I'm going to sell them for whatever the people need it for. Putin, by the way, also released a uh, a uh, public report, uh, and he said, "Let me see if I can find this real quick. I want to quote it exactly." Oh Lord, I, 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 yeah, here it is. Russian President Vladimir Putin has signed a package of laws banning LGBT propaganda pedophilia, gender reassignment in advertising, media, books, movies, and audiovisual services. All right. So I think you ought to know. Put it on the list of things I should know. Next one up. 
The Pentagon reveals a new stealth bomber in war preparation against China. So what are they doing? They're antagonizing China. They're trying to get China. To, they, they want to start World War III. So they're out there publicly doing all the things that they have to do. Oh, look at our new stealth bomber. Yeah, you got this, you got that, but you can't touch our bomber. We're going to drop all kinds of nukes on you because guess what? We've just announced to the world that we reserve the right to draw to launched a first strike nuclear attack on anybody. They came out and publicly said that. Nobody else has. Only us. The United States of Babylon, the stinking great. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And Father God, please, in the name of Jesus, get us off this alien demon-infested rock. Let us do our jobs and go home, please, in Jesus' name. Next one up. Hillary compares pro-lifers to Iran, the Taliban, and Russian rapists. Let me tell you something. There are no Russian soldiers doing anything of the sort. The only soldiers anywhere in the world that are doing horrible things, raping people, killing people, killing children, uh, cutting people's body parts off and things like that, are the Azov Battalion Nazis that exist in under Zelensky, which, by the way, is part of the whole WEF World Economic Forum. The last time that Klaus Schwab showed up in front at the G20 summit or whatever the summit was, uh, you know, uh, he had a Nazi. Uh, it was a swastika behind him up on the projector of course it was decorated with all kinds of pretty colors which is probably significant of lgbt element of p yeah but anyway now just we'll keep on going uh the tsa now wants to scan your face at security here are your rights and it tells you you can turn it down if you want to you know what if i gotta fly somewhere and they tell me to stare at it i'm gonna stare right at it. you know why because god is in control and i fear nothing because if you fear god you don't fear anything Take that one to the Jesus bank. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. Because God is in control. Next one up. Elon Musk. Confident brain chip company Neuralink can begin human trials in six months, he says. Uh, and, of course, there's all kinds of problems with that. And they're trying to take him out over that because supposedly a bunch of monkeys died while he's doing some preliminary tests. But, unfortunately, they're going to fail at that because he has dual citizenship from South Africa and the United States. And he almost certainly was smart enough to do the monkey trials in where? South Africa, which means he's exempt from being prosecuted or anything else under the sun, uh, you know, in the United States of Babylon the Great. Next one up. New ivermectin study demonstrates 92% reduction in COVID-19 mortality rates when you take ivermectin. By the way, this is nothing new. This is old news now. But I just want to throw that in there. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Australia is concerned as people are dying at an incredibly high pace, and they just can't tell why. They say, uh, they, first they start out by saying, what happened? An analysis of Australian Bureau of Statistics, the ABS data, uh, uh, by the Actuaries Institute showed that an additional 15,400 people died in the first eight months of the year in Australia. And th But then they say, I am not aware of anything. In the recent past, I have gone back and looked historically. They talk about the flu season in 20. 2017. The 2017 flu. That was the worst outbreak of flu. It killed millions. It said, and it said that the mortality rate was really bad. Guess what it was? One percent higher than normal. During the Spanish flu, the mortality rate across the world was only one percent higher than normal. Right now, in Australia, 
the mortality rate is now 17 percent. 128,797 deaths that they cannot figure out what happened. I guess because they're either punch struck on stupidity, they are part of the World Economic Forum, the growling lizard people, the workers of Satan directly, the Nakash. All right, next one up. BRICS creates new payment system to bypass the dollar. No big secret there. We've been talking about that for a real long time. And they're getting ready. There's hackers breaking in all over the place into the cryptocurrency market, which, by the way, is so entrenched right now into the stock market that, um, boy, talk about something that'll trigger a massive – don't even get me going on the $2 quadrillion of derivatives that all of the uh, J.P. Morgan chases of the world, J.P. Morgan being one of the most evil banks in the world. Okay, uh, I'm just telling you. There you go. They're the ones that are kicking out all Christian organizations. They don't want to bank with them anymore. You're Christian. Oh, you're. Oh, I see. You believe in Jesus? Well, we're not going to let you have an account here. Get out! No surprise there, man. Morgan, oh, man. Morgan was the one that stopped Tesla from giving free power to everybody in the world. And then Tesla got ruined because of Morgan. All right, next one up. Hallelujah. Pentagon admits it can't account for $2 trillion, and then it says in all capital letters, AGAIN. Okay, look, if anybody has trouble with this, I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. It's diversion to black ops, unacknowledged special access programs. Obviously, they are preparing for the alien arrival. And the reason why they would know about all this kind of stuff is because they're already working with the aliens. That's why I just... I cannot – I don't even like to read articles about NASA is putting up a new radio telescope in their attempt to find a search for extraterrestrial life and study of exoplanets. And I'm like, yeah, maybe you guys in that hallway, but the guys that are downstairs, they're hanging out with them. It's called compartmentalization. Next one up. Chinese police are using cell phone data to track down protesters. Oh, wait a minute. I thought there was all kinds of articles that were saying that China was going to drop its mandatory COVID policies and all la la Bunk! Bunk, 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 bunk. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Let's see here. Uh, no, it was uh, not Lester Summerall. It was, um, oh, man. Oh. He he always preached hellfire and brimstone. He's one of the uh, the most hellfire preacher of all time. Let's see here. Well, it says Jonathan Edwards, but no, that's not it. It mentions Charles Lawson. I don't know him. Leonard Ravenhill! Woo-hoo! Let's hear a cheer for Jesus if you've ever listened to Leonard Ravenhill preach. Let me tell you, that'll send you home. You, you listen to this. Hey, hey, that was supposed to fade out. Come on, man. The soundboard can't be doing that. Here, let's try that again. All right. All right. Calm down, everybody. Calm down, everybody. Old-fashioned hellfire preaching, Leonard Ravenhill. You walk out of one of Leonard Ravenhill's preaching session, and you're going to be walking with your head down going, Lord, I let you down. If you let me in heaven, it'll be a miracle. Mm-hmm. We need a whole bunch of Leonard Ravenhills right now. 
Praise God. All right, next one up. Elon Musk proves that Hunter Biden's censorship came from collusion amongst Biden campaign law enforcement and Twitter and a whole lot of other people, including CIA agents. Boy, is the list getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And you know what's going to happen? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Glenn Beck is calling in again. Let's see what's going to happen here. I think he knows. Nothing happens. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody pays for a thing anymore. Because why? They work for Satan. Next one up. Germany arrests dozens suspected of plotting far-right extremist coup. That's an interesting one, but not now. Before I go into the next report, I'm going to remind you. According to Colonel McGregor, who was uh, the military, a direct mil- military advisor to the Trump administration and also a war uh, specialist, you know, live war, that kind of stuff. I don't know if he worked with NATO. I forget I, all of his credentials. It's, it's too much to remember. But anyway, he says... He says the coming offensive with the coming offensive phase of the Russian-Ukrainian conflict will provide a glimpse of the new Russian force that is emerging in its future capabilities, future capabilities. At at this writing, 540,000, so over half a million, Russian combat forces are assembled in southern Ukraine, western Russia, and Belarus. The numbers continue to grow, but the numbers already include 1,000 rocket artillery systems, thousands of tactical ballistic missiles, cruise missiles, drones, plus 5,000 armored fighting vehicles, and including at least 1,500 tanks, hundreds of manned fixed-wing aircraft, helicopters, and bombers. This new force has little in common with the Russian army that intervened nine months ago. And according to him, he is simply they are simply waiting for the mud to freeze. I have added Kiev or Kiev if you wish, but I prefer Kiev because you know I don't want to play the new name game. Um, uh, Kiev, if you enter Kiev into your weather bug application, not on a PC but on your cell phone because it's the only one that allows you to enter an unlimited um, a number of places. You can note you will note that it's snowing heavily over there right now and that the temperature has not risen not even hardly for like an hour above 24 degrees Fahrenheit. So that basically means we can expect a massive Russian invasion into the Ukraine and they're just it's they're going to they're going to mow it over. Now here's the thing. Might it take them a little while? Yes. Why? Cuz Putin doesn't want to kill he's trying to liberate his Russian speaking people. He's trying he wants to save the infrastructure. He 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 doesn't want to kill civilians. So he's gonna to have to bring in his Chechenian uh urban warfare commandos to clear out, you know, but I'm telling you, when they come in with those the, 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 no. No, Ukraine's gone. Bye bye, Ukraine. It's going away. Now somebody cuts a deal somehow, somewhere, so I don't understand. I don't get it. But as far as I can tell, Colonel McGregor is absolutely correct. Now, even Scott Ritter, oh, my gosh, look at the time. I can't get through this stuff. There's too much to share. There's just too much to share. Belarus is moving troops and equipment into place right now, according to the next report. Yep. And 
according, you know, another another report, Russian soldiers detail brutal torture by Kiev forces. It's a fact. Um, listen to this. James Revenge, abortion zealots threatened to shoot up Catholic Newman Center with new AR-14 rifles. You hear that headline? Pretty hard to believe. Amazing, right? Dabu Seven's reporting that there are now, and he has the footage to prove it, strange photographs of like these hawks with their they're sitting on top of gravestones in cemeteries all over and they've got their wings spread wide open. Why is that? Volkswagen says that EV battery plants are practically unviable in the European Union due to soaring energy costs, which of course is true. Elon Musk faces a federal probe over the Neuralink monkey test. I already told you he's a South African. He's untouchable. All right, next one up. Five CIA chiefs meddled in the 2020 United States election. Oops, another slip out from the Twitter uh, expose. All right, listen to this. Mainstream media hate Elon Musk for exposing the censorship. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they be making up all these stories? They've been lying, 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 lying. And now Elon Musk is making them all look like what they are. Liars in front of the entire world. This is brilliant. Brilliant. What do you think's going to happen? Nothing happens. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody pays for a thing anymore. The FBI exposed Hunter Biden cover-up, European oil price cap, destabilized energy market, COVID relations. It's all going on right now. It's all coming out of the Twitter files. Another headline on Elon Musk. Musk Neuralink faces a federal probe. Who do you think's doing the federal probe, do you think? According to the backlash over the animal tests, which you can, I guarantee he did it in South Africa. <clears throat> He's not. Anyway, they're just going to they're going to do everything to try to take him out, of course. And he knows it. He's already announced publicly that I am not suicidal. I have no plans. You know, I, you know, la, 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 la. So and then it's funny. Uh, you just got to follow along to understand. But anyway, praise God. I don't have time. Next one up. Natural catastrophes. And I got your message, Elena. Thank you. God bless you. Natural catastrophes have caused $260 billion in damage this year alone. Did you hear that? Did you hear $260 billion in damage? Now you know why they were flying drones over my house. Well, that and some other reasons uh, with uh, several tens of billions of fraud that occurred in Florida over roofing. Oh, God, it's just, this is such an evil world. It's just unbelievably evil. Next one up. United Kingdom housing prices are seeing the biggest monthly fall since 2008, according to the Halifax Group. Listen, derivatives. They're trying to get everybody out of houses. They want you to sell. They're trying to get. They want control over you. everyone. Everything. Everything. Okay. It's it's all. It's 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 not a secret. It's the World Economic Forum. It is. It, it, it's everything. They come. They're public about it. They come right out and tell you. Now, there will be nobody owning houses. They're they're gonna. They're figuring out ways to get everybody out. I just pray in Jesus' name that the barley harvest happens before I have to go out wherever it is that God's gonna send me, because I really don't fancy being homeless. Quite frankly, I'm a little bit spoiled. And I can't do the radio show homeless. I'm pretty sure that there's no place for me to plug in anything to talk on the show. So anyway, anyway, we'll see. I just have a feeling we're going to be out of here before that happens. But anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I hope I'm right. All right, next one up. Epic Times News Alert. Two more Chinese police stations in Canada amongst 48 additional illegal police outposts identified globally. The Chinese CCP is building and filling 
Chinese police stations all over the world. Now, if you don't understand that China is going to be the epicenter of where Satan, during the beast government of Revelation 13, they call it the Revelation 13 beast government, after they, you know, cut people's heads off and all that kind of stuff and whatever, the people that are left behind, they're on their own and they'll be part of the grape harvest. At least they won't get stung by the locusts. But the rest of them are going to get rounded up. They're going to take them. China is going to do it. China is the model, just like Klaus Schwab said. China is the model country, the model country. The model country for what? Satan's beast government. That's what they're setting up right now. It's the rise of the Fourth Reich. These things are not complex. They're going to burn people to death. They're going to do all kinds of horrible things. Anyway, you remember the Glenn Beck vision, right? They had special stuff they wanted to do with Glenn. All right. We talked about that a little bit. Next one up. Rising thefts at Walmart could lead to price jumps and store closures, according according to the CEO. Oh, goody, goody, gumdrops. The one place that we can still go and get reasonably priced stuff is now announcing that, because everybody's robbing us, we're going to have to raise our prices too. Next one up. From the Epic Times, the mother of all economic crises looms, according to this economist. His name is Nuriel Rubini. But let me tell you something. I did some homework on this. He is not the only one doing this warning. This warning is coming from probably no less than a dozen major bankers. I'm talking about people that are evil, that worship Satan, kill babies, and drink blood. They're coming out and telling everybody that there's going to be a massive collapse. The Dow dropped 500 points like a day ago. I mean, folks, the situation is exactly the opposite. Why wouldn't it be? What do we have? What is that thing? What is it? It is a reptilian. It is a shape-shifting reptilian. Look at the black eyes of Biden. And Obama is controlling him as part of the global reset, the Nazi takeover. The, Obama's been chosen. Don't you see? He's been chosen by them to be raised up as the Antichrist. This, none of this stuff is accidental. Praise God. Next one up. Juan DeSantis vows to hold vaccine makers accountable for false claims. <laughs> uh, you, you heard uh, Ron DeSantis uh, preaching, preaching uh, you know, uh, it's like preaching. Uh, and he said, uh, woke, when woke, woke is where, uh, wait, uh, when he basically outlawed anything that's woke across all the state of Florida. And he says, uh, woke is where where Florida comes to where it comes to die. Florida is where woke wokeism comes to die. That was his closing statement. Next one up. You, you got to understand. Like I said, if you split the Republican people, if a if a large if if not, if, if you can't mess with Trump, and if they take Trump out and they try to plug in DeSantis, it ain't gonna work because most Americans are just they're too busy praising Jesus in large stadiums for Donald Trump. They're worshiping Donald Trump. Donald Trump is Jesus Christ to them. I mean, really, surrogate in a sense, but that they believe he was chosen by God. And look at all these evangelical Christians that are laying hands on him. When you split the party, you lose the, you lose the race, period. 
which means that in 2024, it is highly likely that the Democrats will take control again. All right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. They'll probably knock Trump off before, uh, before 2024 anyway, the way it's looking right now. Next one up. North Korea reportedly fired 130 artillery rounds, violating inter-Korean agreement. All right. And now we're almost done. And the final one is LGBT groups begin to fight against homophobes in new Israeli government. And the militarization of the millennials, the Gen Zers, uh, this BLM stuff, all that, the um, riots, chaos, mayhem, burning of cars, canceling the police, all that kind of weird stuff. All that did was that worldwide empowered the abominable behavior groups, and now they've turned totally militant, and they believe that it's okay to be that way. What? You 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 don't agree with me? Well, then I'm going to, and they'll just, you know, take you out. That's what's happening. It's happening in a lot of places, by the way. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And now it's time to bring on Sister Elena. Praise you, Lord. And thank you for, so much for your patience. I'm so glad I could finally get the news done. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And I am looking for, and there it is. Let me bring her live. Sister Elena, are you there? I am here. How are you, Johnny? Yay! You have 58 <laughs> minutes, which usually is a lot because, you know, you uh, it, oftentimes I've noticed, you know, sometimes you uh, actually get your message Reason. out uh, at about quarter after nine, so you got a whole hour. So that's pretty cool, right? Amen? That's perfect. Um, and it's interesting because today I'm just coming with this eclectic assortment because I the Lord didn't give me what to talk about tonight until just now. I, as I was listening, there's so many things that I can segue on. I don't even know where to start. Um, so I guess I'll just start with some of the things that have happened this past month, which are just awesome. One of them is is that I went on a fast, and I know you're not supposed to talk about it, but I have to because it's part of what I have to say. Anyway, I, after this, this fast, it was on, oh, I don't know, maybe this, you know, after I broke it or one of the last days. But anyway, I'm, I'm half awake in the morning, and, and I get up very early. I have chickens. I have, I have a little mini farm, so I'm, I'm up very early with them, and... And I'm not happy about getting <laughs> And so I hear this, and I'm so sleepy, there's no way I could have made this up. I hear this, hello, Mrs. Jesus. <laughs> and I just burst out laughing. It made my whole morning. And um, after I was done and I got into my prayer time, I kind of explored that a little bit. What was that about? Well, it's about who we are. We are becoming Mrs. Jesus, and that is absolutely where the Lord wanted me to focus tonight, and it so segues on a lot of these things you're talking about. Um, as we watch the stuff going on in the government, both local and federal, here locally, 
We've had several events over the last month that have been just profoundly disturbing. Um, like we had a shooting at a Walmart down the street from my daughter, and I couldn't get a hold of anybody. That was an exercise in trusting the Lord. Um, and then um, in, in a school that my youngest went to, they're introducing the after-school Satan. They applied and they got their permission to put their after-school Satan um, into an elementary school, also a local same school district that my daughter's children are now in. And when my, you know, there's a couple of conservative mom groups that, you know, found out about it. And actually, to the school's credit, they released that they were going to try to put this in the school. And their outcry, as a matter of fact, I'm joining my daughter at the school board meeting, but this is where I've got to get to. The persecution of Christians is here. Because what happened was, is the outcry was so loud that they withdrew the application, but not before an entire bot farm came out on this page and accused Christians of being bullies, etc. Exactly why they're putting these programs in schools. They know parents are going. And interestingly enough, I mean, one of the mothers was um, smart enough to take screenshots um, one of the people that applied had images on their Facebook of a baby in a, in a, like a turkey roasting pan in the oven. Ha, 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 like it was funny. And I, I just don't understand how this is around any school. Any person like this should not be around any school. Well, my daughter, for the first time in her life, got a burden for this, and she's praying it through, and she's, um, I'm very proud of her for really taking a stand for what she believes. Um, but at the same time, you can see this gradual Christians are bullies, which, again, is inversion tactics. We're not the ones that are out there burning down, you know, towns and schools. And we're not doing things like that. But they are looking forward to the day that they can blame us for things like that. So it is happening. But back to this government thing. At one time, I was a pretty strong Trump supporter. But during the election and, and what happened in 2020, it, it was all of a sudden, it was like, you know, a smack in the head. Oh, my goodness. This is theater. And, and this is like Trump's, you know, wrestling match. He's playing a bat, you know, he's playing the, the, you know, the poor picked on role, you know, the suffering martyr. And, you know, he's getting all the support through it. Because if he wasn't, he would have done a whole lot more for those poor people that are in D.C. prisons, political prisoners. We've never had that in this country before. Those are people that went and stood up for him, done nothing for them. And he continues to keep pushing this, this, um, horrible bioweapon that they're calling healthy. So anyway, they have absolutely no proof. They have proof just the opposite, but they keep pushing it. But anyway, um, it, it made me take a, a really strong step back and take a look. And I'll, the, Lord, the Lord's really faithful. Our government isn't here, guys. 
Sure, we don't give up ground to the enemy, or we 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 pray where the where the Lord has put us, and we pray for our leaders as the scripture, you know, tells us to do. But at the end of the day, this is not our this is not where this is not our home. The governments of this world are completely run by. Um, you know, off-planet species, under-planet species, reptilians, crazy, you name it. It's all in there. And I know, you. As, as I'm talking, I know there's some of you out there that are rolling your eyes saying, what, are you kidding? No, I am not kidding. I am being completely serious. These beings have run this world for a long time. And they're really good at hiding behind various facades and I'm going to go out and and I'm just going to go out on a limb and tell you what I believe. You don't have to agree with me. I am totally open to debate and criticism and all of those things. Those are intelligent things to do for one another. See this, this whole dumbing down process is we all have to agree with each other. Bible says iron sharpens iron. I've done a lot of study here in the last few months of the biblical timelines, and I really do believe the watchers have returned. They have hidden themselves and what they have done. And right after they came back, we had the Civil War. We've had Industrial Revolution, but we had another thing. And this is the thing that they did really well. It's called the Enlightenment. And the Illuminati is a big part of that. And what did they do? They told generation, they they programmed generations of people telling them, if you don't believe like us, you're ignorant and superstitious. If you don't discern it with the five senses, then you're crazy. Those five senses is all you've got, you know. If anything outside of that, you're either schizophrenic, you know, or crazy, or, you know, they have all these different things. And Little by little, slowly by slowly, we began to disassociate from our own spirits. And they got a lot of mileage out of that, and they still are. And I'll get to that in a minute. They got a lot of mileage over this disassociation and this programming that they called education, and it's for our own good. Now, there has been a lot of pushback, you know, against that over the, um, the decades, since then, like for instance, you know, this whole Lord of the Rings and C.S. Lewis, that's absolute pushback against the enlightenment, you know, there is, the imagination isn't real, and all of that, um, and, and, you know, simultaneously creating these movies, slipping it, I mean, the very first movies were horror movies, all, you know, the so-called fantasy stuff, getting, you know, generations to believe that these these other worlds this this thing that we can only discern with our spirit doesn't exist and what they've done is they have created millions of spiritually dead human beings why they themselves keep participating in the worth what what the Lord calls the worthless things of the kingdom. What is that? Your occult technologies. And while I'm at it, I'm going to get to one of them. 
I uh, got this really cool camera this month. It's got 48 megapixels of information when I take a picture. And I don't know if any of you have noticed, but they have been spraying the the skies. So they're absolutely, I mean, literally thousands of trails. And where I live, you don't ever see that. We live rural. Yeah, you see chemtrails, but not to that extent. I've seen them over cities and occasionally over suburban areas, but I've never seen it like that here. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I just decided that I would start, you know, taking some images of these things. And there's no planes. When you take an image with 48 megapixel camera, you get a lot of detail in, in the images. And one of them in particular, I took in three different locations. I was driving my daughter to school. As I pulled, you know, out of my house and down the street, uh, that is, it's, you know, the vertical ones, the ones that look like missiles. I mean, come on, they don't have planes that do that. It's a vertical. They go straight up. And I'm like, so I, I'm like, okay, I pull over, take a quick picture. You know, I go down about another couple miles, take another picture, go down another, and take another one. All three of them were exactly the same. And you were talking about the birds. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring that up in a minute. When I get this image up on my iMac, and I have a big screen iMac, clearly it is a throne with a being on it with a vulture in front of them. And all of a sudden, I begin to realize these chemtrails are a spiritual, as much as a anything else, agenda. Sure, they're terraforming the earth with their filth. I, I get it. There's fungus and red blood cells. I, I, I understand. But just like they can inhabit anything they want, they're inhabiting these, these whatever that is. And they are spraying fungus. Um, like I said, I have a little mini farm. There are a lot of fungus on my plants this year. So, and, and they were the only thing that could fix it was, you know, apple cider vinegar or one of those because I don't use anything except organic. Um, so, yeah, I was uh, absolutely amazed. So, okay, we've heard of people saying that they can, you know, move the chemtrails with their mind. Uh, well, whatever. I rebuke them in the name of Jesus. And I have watched them move, disappear, and completely dissipate. So I want to just remind um, my brothers and sisters who are listening in that those chemtrails aren't healthy. They are bad for your body, but they are spiritual, and they are certainly bad for your spirit. I, I, I do believe I've seen seminars where they're spraying drugs in the air to shut down people's spiritual sensibilities or they're going to stop fanaticism while they themselves are consuming infants and let that sink in i mean uh, come on but so you can rebuke these things because they're altogether evil and they are spiritual and as much as anything else i just want to encourage you to not tolerate that over your home in your neighborhood or over your city because you don't have to. You see, they have the worthless things of the kingdom. We have something far better. We have authority. We don't have to do all the whatever it is they do to get their spiritual woo-woo to happen. We don't have to do that. 
We've been given authority. We speak the word and the Lord takes care of it. Because we have a passionate relationship with the creator of all things. Beings that are, that are creating such a mess are created beings. They have no power over us. Now, they do have a power to, to mess up the world. They're doing a really good job of it. But this is right now a very temporary fading away situation. It, it's it's not forever. Yeah, we. I, I think the name of the game is to survive until he comes for us. But it's more than that. It's to occupy until Jesus comes. Now, this is like I said. This is not our government. I don't even watch it anymore. I could have really cared less about the midterms. That's terrible. That's not like me at all. But I don't really feel that this is my home anymore. My home's with Jesus, not here. Uh, sure, I will pray for his will to be done, and I really pray that God's people continue to wake up and, and snap out of the spiritual disassociation that they're in. You know, you say grays or reptilians and stuff like that around the mainstream church person, they're, they're going to look at you like you're nuts because they have no idea. And on top of it, if you can see it like I can, they look at you like you're nuts. The only reason they can't is they're disassociated from their own eyeballs. Oh, I, I caught something out of the corner of my eye. I, I saw something. Well, did you check it out? Did you make a mental note? You saw this thing out of the side of your eye. That's normal? For, oh, it must have been a floater. Did you go get your eyes checked? And and you don't have any floaters, but you're still seeing things out of the corner of your eyes? Why, why aren't you rebuking it and getting it out of your house before it causes trouble in your checking account or in your car or with your children? You see, I'm guilty of that because I was spiritually, spiritually disassociated as they come. You know, and also back to this idea of, of the demonic realm inhabiting um, objects. The earliest implants that they found in people were little rocks, little twigs, just absolutely nothing. But they were infused with demons. They had, they had been infused with all kinds of demonic entities. And they've gotten really good at this now. I mean, I myself finally stopped shedding thousands of them. Now... <laughs> Why are they using implants? You you mentioned Neuralink. Oh, well, they've just been approved for studies. I'm I'm giggling over here. They tried that stuff out on me. You know, oh, well, it's official now. But they have been experimenting on this stuff for, for, for at least 40, 50 years. And I know that because they experimented on me when I was a child. They implanted my lymph nodes with stuff when I was a little kid. So, I mean, they're just letting everybody know that they can do this now. They've been doing this for a long time. Now, are human beings doing this for a long time? Well, maybe. They're working alongside of these entities. My father did. That's, I mean, you couldn't even say Jesus around him. I mean, he would turn gray and want to look like he was going to throw up. But 
you know, that's he had been in these underground bases. He worked alongside with them. He he had clearance for the you know the, the most secret things ever, and absolutely is going to be exposed every last bit of it. The Lord's going to shout it from the mountaintops. Now, what's going to come up here, and it's already happening, and I think this is why they're spraying that way, is they're going to start showing themselves. You see, they're behind a veil. You know, I can go into great detail what that veil is made out of. Just know that that veil is is pretty easily manipulated by those that understand the mechanics, just like anything else. Like, for instance, if you were to send an airline you know, mechanic back to the Model T, he would be considered a supernatural being. It's kind of like that. They understand the mechanics of molecular structure and they're masters at manipulating it. They can walk through walls. They've had walk through walls technology for, for a very long time. Meanwhile, telling everybody else that this stuff doesn't exist. Meanwhile, you know, just... Scores and scores of children going through their education program being told that they can't meet at the flagpole, but you can have after-school Satan clubs because that's freedom of speech. So, yeah, this is how they – and the reason I keep going over this is so you can see how the Antichrist rolls. He never shows up looking like anything bad. He always shows up looking like Santa Claus toys and they are fun electronic stuff that you can play with and boy you can go through walls and you can time travel and you can get people to call a phone number for no reason just that you broadcast the signal and you know all the techno junkies are saying yay amen we want more and then they're in a money space race with each other underground and they keep coming up with bigger and better devices, and this has been going on for a very long time. And what you guys know about is about 500 years behind of what they can really do, or more, and it becomes more and more every single week that goes by. It's exponentially, the technology is growing at a rate that none of us can comprehend, but I can guarantee that there will be those of you out there that will say, oh, no, they can't walk through walls. Oh no, they can't do that. They can't do this. They can't do that. But you you don't you don't have any basis for thinking that way. And I certainly don't mean to be scolding anybody because that's what the 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 left does to the rest of us. Aren't aren't you tired of being scolded? You turn on the movies, you're being scolded. You, you open the Twitter, you're being scolded. You get on Facebook, you're always being scolded that you're doing something wrong. Meanwhile, they them which is completely incorrect, but is it? It's, they, them is a multiple. It's a multiple. So are they telling us they have walk-ins or that they are split up? I would tend to think it's probably both. I believe we're looking at hordes of walk-ins in some of these people. And we've seen it. We've all seen the videos. Some guy walking down the street randomly takes a baseball bat and hits somebody. That's not normal. That person has a devil. Person has some kind, and how are they doing this? Um, Generations of eugenics? My father's OB was Margaret Sanger. So these 
you know, people groups, <laughs> these elitist reptilian fake people groups have been, you know, honing their genetics for several reasons. You know, one of them is that they are supernaturally charged, easily split up. Um, you're born with a um, genetic predisposition to uh, having alters, being split. But I happen to believe that that's part of the human condition anyway. If we remembered, like for instance, if we remembered labor as a female, we I don't know if we could get through life if we could remember that blow by blow. So I think... Uh, the ability to forget is a survival mechanism. If I was to actively remember blow by blow some of the rituals I've been used in, I probably wouldn't be able to survive. And I certainly wouldn't get past the depression. It would so cripple me emotionally that I wouldn't. So they know what they're doing, and they know what they're doing now. Everything that's going on is completely planned out. It's been planned out for a long time. Like when Joe Biden got in front of his little Hitler thing and he did his State of the Union with the big red background with the, what was he doing? <laughs> he was triggering a generation of, of um, chosen ones. That He was calling up super soldiers is what he was doing. I'm, I'm sure of it. Just the whole black, red, theme, you know, with this uh, fake human being sitting out front, I know that, that that called up programming. So anyway, um, they will be, uh, as a matter of fact, I think even before the end of this year, um, I hear from uh, quite a few people and they're experiencing more and more supernatural-like events. You know, I've already been through it. So it doesn't surprise me, and I also know that Jesus is in it with them. But I do know that all of us need to be prepared for it, and it's a lot more than you're prepared for. I know when the Lord opened my eyes to it, I wasn't sure. Well, maybe I am crazy, you know, because that programming that you're crazy if you see this stuff comes right up. And and some of it, too, is hologram warfare. It's not just you don't know what you're dealing with because it's such a hodgepodge of stuff, and it's deliberate. It's completely de- deliberate that this is going to be this conglomeration of um, different kinds of attacks. Using your own fear against you is one of their favorite things. So that is why the Bible says over and over again, do not fear. And I could really appreciate Johnny when he says, I don't fear anything. Good for you, Johnny. I don't either. I don't either. When the Lord is with us, we have nothing to fear. And that is a reasonable act of worship. Our trust, our lack of fear is is our reasonable act of worship. And we look at the devil square in the, in the face and say, devil, you are no match for my Jesus. And I, I can testify that I've seen him. I've seen him do it for me. I have seen him. Keep me safe when every coven was called up against me. And by the way, I have some information on that as well. HRC, and I, if you want, I can go ahead and use the name or not. It's, you, know, you know who I'm referring to. Um, used me in rituals back in the early 80s. 
and I was rescued by an angel from it. There was quite a few um, Arabian uh, type in there, and the Queen of the Coast was there. It was pretty, um, pretty deep stuff, pretty dark. And I, they were going to kill me. And I was rescued. I, I was rescued by an angel, took me out of there. I disappeared right before their eyes. You know, that didn't mean that she let go of me in any way, shape, or form. And she was the one that made sure I got to Arkansas and rolled out every coven that she was networked with. The Southern Druids are headquartered there in Russellville. And the witch that they conjured against me had a pretty big following. Um, but she she presented herself as a prophetess, as a woman that had a last day anointing. And she was the epitome of SRADID. She had a front that was, you know, wanted to, you know, be a, 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 you know, a believer and do what she was supposed to do. But behind the scenes, she was doing all kinds of voodoo against me nonstop, astral body projecting into my house and calling up covens, her covens. Um, So I have seen the Lord deliver me from the hand. And when David says he's delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Think he's going to come up against the child of the most high God? I can so feel that. I can feel that in the core of my being. I have seen him do it. I have seen, I, I had two foot footprints in the mud. I also had little teeny ones in the snow. I, and I'm talking footprints with, with toes and everything. The, the big ones had six toes, but the little ones only had four. And what they went to, I don't know. I don't know. I just found them and put the anointing oil on them because I didn't, but they didn't come in my house. They were in my yard. And and why is that? Well, I was doing warfare against them every single day. I was a one-woman show engaged against the hordes of hell, and I was just me and a little girl with Down syndrome. And if I can pull that off in the Lord, you certainly can, particularly if there's more than one of you. Brings me to something else that the Lord has walked me through this month, and I think this is really, really important. So many of you um, are having problems in your marriage and have for a long time. And there's a reason for that. And I'm, I'm going to lay it down there. And I'm going to speak in generalities here. If it doesn't apply to you, it's okay. Some of it is really extreme because I'm in a very extreme case. But there is levels to this. After this fast, the Lord has taken me. See, I, I broke some soul ties some months ago, and I testified here about that. I thought I was done. Oh, no, I wasn't done. I had many, 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 many soul ties in me. Some of them were put there by the occult. Some of them were put there by people that I had loved. And let me just begin with what a soul tie is and why, why we have this. You know, you've heard of the tie that binds within a marriage. And this is a good and healthy and beautiful thing, the way God, you know, created it to be. Man and woman get married. They fall in love. They're together forever. He passes on. She follows right after him because they had this tie to each other. 
And there's nothing that's going to bust that up. That's even in the ceremony. Let no man put that asunder. So that tie is a very strong thing. It's got some pretty strong substance in the spirit realm, and it's there. So the Lord had me, right after that fast, going through some of my handlers. And I'm talking with some some big shots. And then some that were just, you know, people I thought I was dating, but were in on it. But I loved them, but I knew there was something wrong. But this is how this would go. Lord Jesus, do I have any more soul ties? Yes. To who? And I would see a face. I would see this in the spirit. I would see a face. And I, Lord Jesus, please, I want that out of me right now. You know, whatever words he would give me, I renounce it, I break it, I sever it, whatever. Immediately, there would be a burning bubble in my stomach. And I mean, it felt like a bubble, and I couldn't burp it up. I tried, kept trying to burp it up, and I couldn't. Or it would be very violent coughing. And I mean violent, where I couldn't even, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. It was so bad. Um, and this has gone on um, about 30 days. Not every single day, but pretty many of them. And as I go through them, I'm finding, uh, I, I found one to, to, to Clinton. I found one to her in there. How is the occult twisting this? I don't know. <laughs> but I do know that they can. That, of course they can. They they can see into the spirit really well. They have all kinds of devices and demonic hookups, blah, blah, blah. So they know these exist and they use them. And so now I'm going to get a little gritty. Back in the 70s and the end of the 60s, we had something called the sexual revolution. And many people were sucked into that. And if you, you know, were a part of this or not, there's no judgment here, none. Because we were all told that the sexual revolution was, was okay and that we were all being archaic by waiting until marriage. And really it wasn't healthy to wait until marriage. I, I remember all this because I was in my most formative years. And that therefore you should live with people first and you should do all these things. And there were these relationships that were formed that were not godly. They were adulterous relationships. They were love relationships that make those soul ties very strong. Even more than the sex, the soul ties are formed by love just as much as the sex, you know, from just an innocent point of view. I'm not talking about what the occult does here because there are different kinds of these. So I want to encourage people that are in a difficult marriage right now to do some deep soul searching with the Lord. There is no judgment. He wants to clean that out of you. It's the same as taking a shower. Look for those in your past. Say, if you did something stupid when you were 15 with a high school crush, get rid of it. Ask the Lord if there's a soul tie there. And if you feel that thing in your spirit, whatever it is that the Lord communicates that to you, with me it was a burning bubble. With you it might be something different. Get rid of it because it's impacting you and it's impacting your marriage. You have to clean all that out. That's part of becoming Mrs. Jesus is cleaning this crap out that doesn't belong there. They're tears. 
They're tares that the enemy has placed in your field. And because they have placed these in your field, you're struggling. You don't have a good harvest because you're being taken over by these spiritual weeds. And these soul ties are connected into that now. Here's another level that I didn't even know existed. If somebody has had a crush on you and has been focusing in on your picture and I'm going to get gritty here, you know, I don't know how to say this. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it the scientific way. If somebody is masturbating to your image, you've got a problem. You've got a spiritual problem that needs to be cleaned out. Because when they're releasing that energy over your image, there is something spiritually evil that's forming over your life, and you need to get rid of it. And I'm not saying be all superstitious here. I'm saying just get rid of it. Put it under the blood. Ask the Lord if it's there and get rid of it. And don't be proud. Be humble. Lord, I, 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 I screwed up. I didn't, I fell in love with this person and I just, I couldn't get, you know, whatever. And if you're somebody that has done something like that, you need to repent too. That you put a soul tie on somebody else and you didn't mean to do it. You didn't know you were doing it, but you did. You need to repent of that and ask the Lord actually, to bring that part of your Actually, yourself. I have to jump in. I have to jump in, and okay. I got a mouthful of mixed thoughts. It's worse than that. <laughs> if you even, okay. yeah, oh, you're you being, are. you're being way too. I'm sorry, but you're being way too nice. If you so much uh, as okay. even think, hold on. If you so much as even think, think for a couple right. of seconds about having an intimate relationship with somebody else. Think. Just think about it. Looking at a picture and think about it. You are guilty of adultery. That's what Jesus said. Right, and this is not to condemn anybody. This is to clean you up. It's not to condemn anybody. We've all made mistakes. And we live in a culture that has been condoning sin for 40-plus years or more. Ever since that sexual revolution, you know, they've been, you know, the whole answer to society back in the 60s was sex, drugs, and rock and roll. There was nothing more demonic than that. And the church did try, but they were really ineffective because the church was inundated. And, And, yes, Jesus said that. If you even look upon a woman with lust, you've done it. And here's the thing, that soul tie will grow out of that sin, and then you've got a twisted one, and you need to clean yourself up. You need to get that out of there. Because what does it mean to become Mrs. Jesus? It means to be completely submitted unto the Lord. And I understand you fellas are going to have a hard time with that title. I get it. But the bride is a submitted being. We are submitted unto the Lord. And and that's in Ephesians. That's in Corinthians. You can look this up. But we are to be submitted unto the Lord. And the one thing that probably is the worst thing that we can do, but you still can can cover this under the blood, is cheating. Cheating on God is absolutely, and and when you put it like this, you think about this. You're in love with somebody. You're in love with them to the point that you're willing to die for them. 
and and you go ahead and you commit yourself to die for this person. Meanwhile, they're screwing around with the football teams. All right? And that's basically what the church has been doing. She's been acting. Mm, uh, should, I be, should I be nice? <laughs> She's been acting pretty um, with with a lot of lewdness. <laughs> okay, let's put it that way. So I'd like to say she's been acting like a filthy slut, but that's not nice. What are, what are we doing? We're cheating with money. We're cheating with relationships. We're cheating with all of these things that we're putting before God. Even even the patriots, the Trumplicans or whatever you call them, Trumpianity. Yeah, they're putting Trump ahead of Jesus. We're cheating on God. Now, maybe we're not calling them ISIS, and maybe they call them that too. Maybe we're not calling them Thor. Maybe we're not calling them Toast. Maybe we're not calling them Azazel and Satan. Maybe we're not calling them all those things. But we're still cheating on God just the same. We're chasing after everything with all our heart but him. And see, that's not what God is coming back for. He's coming back for a spotless clean bride that's looking for him, that's passionately in love with him and can't wait for him to come get her. And that's who we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be coming Mrs. Jesus. And so that's what I'm trying to say is we need to put all of this stuff aside. Jesus said, don't worry about the money. He'll provide. And oh, but that's irresponsible. What are you suggesting, Elena, that we don't care about our stocks and bonds? No, I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting don't lose sleep over it. Oh, but that's that's fiscally irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, but I'd rather be fiscally irresponsible than spiritually irresponsible. I think if you're spiritually responsible, fiscally responsible will follow suit. The Lord will take care of your business if you take care of his. So if you're not spending as much time in the word, in prayer, as you are on the Internet looking at YouTube videos, I would say maybe to evaluate how you're spending your time because where you spend your time is where your heart is. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And where to be becoming Mrs. Jesus, we need to be spending time with him. You know, the one thing that Jesus pushed people away when they came before him, he said, get away from me. I don't know you. Well, why not? Well, because you didn't spend any time with him. And and you knew, you knew about him. You knew that Jesus loved you because you heard that in kindergarten and you grew up with that. But then all of a sudden, all these other things became more important. That pretty girl that you saw in the cheerleading team was more important than your faith. And I am certainly not faulting anybody. I know how hard it is. And all of a sudden, you know, getting to that level where you are a junior executive so you can, you know, marry that sweetheart. And I'm talking about the good things here, not the icky things, and how even the good things can become our God, you know. And so you you become so committed to becoming physically responsible, you didn't even kiss your wife goodnight. And the next thing you know, all these other things have moved into your marriage. It happens that way with Jesus, too. Exactly that way. And that's why Jesus uses the marriage as, as um, I'm not even sure it's a metaphor. I mean, I, that's why he uses it to help us understand that's what it is. 
We are connected to that that we spend time with. And I am certainly not meaning to scold or condemn. I'm meaning to encourage and to exhort because we're all going to benefit from spending more time with the Lord. We're all going to be blessed. Now, what's going to happen to you when you can get up in the morning? Okay, I'm going to do this this morning. I'm going to open the word. And Satan shows up and says, no, you're not. The phone's going to ring, <laughs> and your boss is going to have to have something 15 minutes early, and all these things are going to happen. And what you're going to do is you're going to make a list, and you're going to say, not today, Satan. I'm spending this time with the Lord. They can all wait. And the Lord will make that time back up to you. I promise you he will. And if we're not doing that, we're not becoming this is Jesus. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're already betrothed. We're already betrothed. And what that means is we're already married. But we just haven't, we haven't made it official. We haven't had our wedding yet. We haven't moved into the home prepared for us. Um, clearly, this is the metaphor that the Lord uses. And so that's the one I'm going to stay with because it really makes a lot of sense to me to, I don't know, it would harden that relationship, tighten up that relationship to, to the Holy Spirit will meet you too. The fire will come. If, if you um, say, Lord, you know what? I haven't, I haven't spent the time with you that I really should. This life has run me over. I had a flat tire this morning. I mean, I, I know how it goes. I know how it goes. I had a flat tire, and, and then, you know, it looked like, you know, I was going to get overdrawn, and I had to do all these things, and, and the next thing you know, it's, it's noon, and, um, and, and by 3 o'clock, I'm exhausted. By 6 o'clock, I just want to have dinner and go to bed, and I get it. The devil is a liar, and his name of his game is distraction, and that is how he has got us all disassociated from our own spirit. And the Lord wants to give that back to us. He wants us to have our spirit back. And he wants it infused with the Holy Spirit. And the only way that's going to happen is to spend time with him. And time is just really at a premium right now. But you have to, that's, that's the love of your life. Of course you want to spend time with him. And you think back to that 14-year-old crush that you had. You couldn't wait to spend time with them. You you had to have that phone number, and you had to you had to talk on the phone, and you had to do all these things. Well, same way. And the other day, um, I was kind of looking through things, and I came across the ultimate wedding checklist. And I looked at this thing. And I'm like, oh my goodness, weddings have gotten out of control. I mean, let's just start with that. Look at all this. And then I thought, you know what? And this is the same kind of wedding that has the potential to end in divorce a month later. And we're in all of eternity. We should have an ultimate wedding checklist. Now, that does not include getting your nails done and getting a Brazilian butt lift, but (laughs) like some of them I saw, whatever that is. But anyway, it does include... um, making a list of those things that you need to do to prepare your, your, your life, to prepare your hope chest, yourself. Your Savior is coming to get you. Your, your groom is coming to get you. You need to have your wedding clothes ready. 
You need to have your stuff ready. The things of this world, you know, Revelation is clear. Jeremiah is clear. You know, the things of the Old Testament, you know, how God wants to deal with the wicked is very disturbing. And I don't think any of us really want to, to have to suffer through that. I'd much rather be in the arms of my Savior, in the arms of my my husband, in the arms of my Jesus, than have to go through that. And and my heart is for my brothers and sisters that don't seem to get it. You know, it's it, it, we we use the metaphor: they're asleep. Wake up! You know, wake up! But that, I don't even know. And and. They are asleep, but we can't wake them up. Only Jesus can. And I guess for right now, as we're preparing, I believe it really blesses him when we pray for the church rather than condemn it. Because it's really easy to look in at the liberal church, and I'm going to use that word loosely. What do I mean by the liberal church? Not a leftist or progressive church, but a church that just really doesn't stick to the gospel the way they should. A church that doesn't, you know, everything is grace, 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 and you don't have to do anything. That is not the gospel. You know, our obedience is our reasonable act of service. And this is what I'm talking about. We don't need to judge them. We need, you know, those that are stuck in, in the Kenneth Copeland and, you know, that kind of stuff. We need to, we need to pray for them because they're sleeping. Their, their, their eyes are on Babylon, not on the kingdom. And what's interesting is their leaders are calling Babylon the kingdom of heaven. Yes, you need, because they want those tithes and the offering plate. Pray for their pastors as well. I, I believe that this is very pleasing to the Lord. Besides, you know, cleaning those soul ties out and cleaning those things in your life out that are keeping you from being as, you know, fully connected to the Lord as as you can be here behind the veil. Like Paul says, we see through the mirror darkly. Um, and, the, and the thing like the soul ties, truly, when you pull those out of you, that gives you more room in there to be connected to your true husband. And and again, this language has got to be hard for men. I get it. But if you look at it as being submitted, which is really hard for a guy, I know it's hard, but it doesn't come naturally to anybody. <laughs> I can tell you flat out, it certainly doesn't come naturally to me. Um, and particularly true after being a mother, <laughs> submission is tough. But, you know, at the same point, that's what he's looking for. That's what it means to become Miss Jesus. It means to become fully submitted unto the Lord. And that means cleaning those things out. Now, if you're in a house where there's strife because there's problems in the marriage, I can tell you as somebody that's been in a marriage for 13 years and a second one for 23 um, counseling doesn't work. There's something else that's causing the problem. It's spiritual, it, probably connected into the soul that needs to be ousted. And, you know, oh, well, we don't have demons. Well, yes, you do. Are you possessed by demons? No, you're possessed by Jesus. He's the one that owns you. Do you have demons that are constantly trying to 
knock you down and drag your soul to hell? Yes, you do. So if you have strife in your home, get it out of there. Look and see if you got soul ties. Get those out of there. Pull those out of there. You know, I can talk to people and they were hurt, you know, 20 years ago, and it is still bothering them today. They got a soul tie. If it is still bothering you today, you got a soul tie in there. You need to find it and ask the Lord to take it out. And your reaction to it might surprise you. I know it surprised me. I could not even, I mean, I was pulling names from 35, 40 years ago, and all this is coming up, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. But what has this done for me? It has strengthened my soul in a way that I can't even begin to describe, and it has um, heightened, connected me even stronger into my Jesus, and it's worth the pain of finding it and getting rid of it. So I can't encourage this enough. Um, if, if you think it's in your mate, it's not your business. Just get it out of yourself. Um, your mate, whatever they're going through, it's probably best to just get your hands off of it and not engage with them because the Lord does not want your home to be full of strife and um, to just pray without ceasing because he could come tonight. I don't know. I I don't know. I I don't call dates and times, but we don't know. Uh, You know, Ravenhill, I know some of those sermons, boy, they'll scare you to death. You could go tonight. You don't know. You watch these died suddenly things that could happen to anybody right now. So if if the Lord comes and gets you, or if you, you want to die clean, you want that stuff out of you, you want to be so connected into the Lord. And, and and this is where the Lord has brought me this month. And this is what I wanted to share. I did not even prepare a blog, Johnny, because the Lord told me not to do it. He said to just speak out what he gives me to speak. And, and that is what he gave me to speak. And, you know, finally, uh, Jesus said, where there's a dead body, vultures gather. I saw a vulture on that chemtrail. You can call me crazy. I don't care. I really don't care. I know what I saw, and I'm seeing vultures all over the place right now, and it might just be indigenous to this area. I've never seen that many. There was about 40, 50 of them over my house the other morning, and they're not right. The birds aren't right, and you want to – here's another thing you can do just for for your own. If you see a a bunch of birds conjugating around your, your house, Say, Lord, I rebuke the unclean spirits in the name of Jesus. If they get up and leave, you'll know that those are unclean spirits and not birds. All right? And birds aren't going to just, you know, acquiesce to your, your whims, but unclean spirits have to acquiesce to the name of Jesus. So, and, and be prepared. This is just the beginnings of it. You know, birds, bugs, animals, they're all going to start acting all wonky. They're already doing it. You know, and as far as them circling, yes, I see them circle as well. Um, And, yeah, all these animals running around in a circle, that's pretty disturbing as well. But but is it disturbing or is it exciting? The Lord is coming. Jesus is coming. You know, we're all excited Christmas is coming. No, I'm excited Jesus is coming. Is he coming, you know, tonight? Uh, I don't know. But is he coming soon? Yes. Yes. 
and that's that's where my passion is. There's nothing here on this earth that can compare to that. It just, when I think about it, it just takes me away. It's kind of like, you know, if if you're going to try to find a metaphor, I went on a cruise once and I was, knowing I was going on it, you know, I was going to go to this, you know, magical place that was a paradise. And it was so amazing. I kept thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it and, so we finally did it, and it was kind of a disappointment. <laughs> but at any rate, it's kind of like that. We're going to paradise, guys. We're going on a cruise to paradise where all this crazy stuff, you know, the, the stuff they do to babies. You know, I'm just going to remark on that real quick. Why do they do that? Because they don't look at babies as babies. They look at babies as a device to hurt God. Because when a baby's born, God is omnipresent with that child. Nothing closer to God than a brand new baby. And they hurt that baby, they're hurting God in their mind, which gives them, they believe that that their God is the real one and he's going to win against the creator. (laughs) That's how nuts they are. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, I used to say to my kids, I brought you into the world, I can take you out. Well, that's exactly what the creator has to say to the the created beings. They're nuts that they think they're going to win, but they really think that because they're all under deception. So we are going to paradise where they're not going to do any of that. We're not going to know any of that. We're going to be in a place where there's none of this. None of this, you know, we, we don't know if we're going to keep our lights on. We don't know if we're going to have food to eat. None of that. You know, Jesus came and fed 4,000, then 5,000. He's letting us know there's no lack in the kingdom. So this is what we are looking ahead to. I don't want to miss it. Whatever it takes to get clean and get ready, that's what we need to do. And get rid of those soul ties. They're awful. And, and the reason I can tell you that is I know how bad they hurt when they came out. I can't even imagine what they were doing while they were still there. So anyway, I guess that's all I have to say, Johnny. We're right at 930, like you said. So do you want me to just finish out in prayer? Yeah. 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 Yes, yes. Definitely because definitely because it's Q4 and my company is beaten to live in stuff out of us. So anyway. uh, Johnny, I pray for you all the time with this. Oh, no, thank know. you. No problem. Hey, man, I'm, I'm, I've, I, anybody, any one of the guests think they got a target on their back? Yeah, they come to my house. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> come, mine. They come, come to my, my house. house. They can see that, Welcome. that bullseye on my butt. You know? <laughs> yeah, just, I'll, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. So I'm going to be here for Christmas. I got four days off. I call my Yay. daughter, I call several people. You know, a couple, you know, contractors and stuff, whatever. And the official verdict is I will be sitting here absolutely alone over Christmas. So welcome to my world. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So that's, no, that, that, no, Lena, don't, don't feel sorry for me because you know what? That is in fact my life. I just, I don't feel sorry. That is my life. But I just wonder what the, 
what the Lord is calling you to in that. What is he saying to you in that? He's not calling me diddly in that. He's putting me alone. That is it. <laughs> Paul said I'm a prisoner in Christ. I told people I live in a supermax. Okay, that's exact. People just, you know, it, you know, I can sit here and tell people the truth, the 100% truth about who I am, what I do, day and night, and most of them would be just like totally doubtful. This guy's full of, you know, Labrador. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, and, and it's true. I mean, if, like I said, if I, if, if I wrote, if I wrote a story about my life, if, if I just wrote a story about my life in the last five years and put it in a book and said, this is what happened to me in the last five years, if there was a Walden's book, so the person that managed the store would toss it into the fiction section. No one would believe it. But anyway, it's all right. Praise God. Um, it is Praise what it is, and, uh, and hopefully we can go home sooner than later. Um, and yes. um, go ahead and say a prayer, and then I have to jump into bed like um, – I don't know, like a beef yeah. whale. <laughs> Me too. Me too. 4.30 in the morning comes early. Father God, in Jesus' name, I uh, just come before your throne of grace and mercy. And I just thank you for every listener that has tuned in to listen to us tonight. Father, I am asking for a special blessing on each and every one of them. Father, I pray that um, we're making a difference. And, Father, I'm asking that they be encouraged in their life. Father, I'm asking that these things that are just so hard to deal with, Father, I'm asking that they would feel your presence in them. The word says, in all of their afflictions, he was afflicted, and angel of the presence was in it with them. Father, I'm asking that they would become very aware that they're not alone. Father God, in Jesus' name, I am thanking you that you're calling each and every one of us to a smaller place to be alone with you. Father, I'm thanking you for the things that you're doing for each and every one of the people listening. I'm thanking you. I'm grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Thank you, Sister Lena, again for a powerful message. Very, very on point and um, and timely. Praise God. And um, Thank you. Uh, tonight is December the 7th of twenty twenty. Two, we are almost entering into 2023. Um, the yep. seals are clearly unraveling in parallel at this they time. Are. Uh, we have a pretty dog nabbed good idea that we're we're not going to be. I, I I have bring on plenty of people on the program that think we're going to be here for a real long time, and I. Well, I disagree. Uh, anyway, so I do too. simple as that. <laughs> Praise Jesus. I think I think the time is pretty doggone short. I think we're leaving pretty doggone soon. Praise God. So anyway, we'll see you at the Friday night prayer vigil. I uh, yeah, and I got to make this real quick. Um, I, we'll see you at the Friday night prayer vigil. We're going to try to do a pretty traditional one unless he, something takes me over. But um, but we're going to try to do a pretty traditional one this this Friday. And there's a good reason for it, and that's, again, I'm reminding the listeners, hopefully, you know, folks will get the message. Not everybody listens to every show, but I'm just saying, once again, do the Friday night prayer vigil at 7, 7 o'clock this Friday night, um, Lord willing, and then the 16th, 17th, and 18th, and 19th, Lord willing, I will be in Pennsylvania with my family, which will be nice because my sisters are getting exceedingly old. And... um and then the next weekend is the 23rd, 24th, 25th, and 26th. I'm not sure if I'm going to do a prayer, prayer vigil on the 23rd. I might, but I 
probably won't. Um, I, 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 so just let's plan on um, both of those being essentially reruns uh, or, if you will, best of shows or whatever. I may, may put something cool on both nights. I don't know. But anyway, hang in there for me. Uh, you know, this is, this is the only time of the year that uh, I, I get to see anybody, really. I pretty much spend 100% of my life alone in the house, except for Thanksgiving. <laughs> A couple of people show up because I, you know, cook like so much really killer, amazing food that, you know, it's enough to draw a few folks in. So anyway, thank you all for joining us. We'll see you Friday night, 7 p.m. And uh, we just pray that uh, you, you heard the message, you took it to heart, you pray and put the people that have hurt you the most at the top of your prayer list. Please, if you have any regular recollection of someone doing you wrong, you have not entirely forgiven them and you are going to hell. And I'm sorry if that's a tough message. Please listen to Bill Weiss's message, 23 Minutes in Hell. It will get your perspective in order. It will change everything that you feel, everything that you think, and how you approach the Lord and how you approach prayer and how you approach uh, especially prayer for people who have done you wrong. And believe me, we all have a list. And unfortunately, some of us have some big lists. So just let it go, give it to God, and pray for them. Put them at the very top of your prayer list because nobody that listens to this program is going to end up there without um, uh, knowing the risk and taking care of it proactively so that we can all get out of here as early as possible. Praise Jesus. And also Elena wanted me to share and appropriately. So uh, her website, which is realms of hope dot wordpress.com. Again, that's like realms R E A L M S of hope. One word at wordpress.com. And let me tell you something, folks, that there is a supernatural reading extravaganza that will keep you busy until Jesus comes. So anyway, thank you all for joining <laughs> us tonight. And thank you, Sister Amanda. I think it's .wordpress.com. I think it's .wordpress.com. Like I, said, .com. I'm, I oh, always it, get oh, it is. Oh, you said, oh, okay, yeah. So. No, I think you're right. Yeah. I know that you're right because ad is only in an email. So that would be realms okay. of hope. <laughs> WordPress.com. All right. God bless you all. Thank you all for joining us tonight. And we'll see you Friday night, 7 p.m., Lord willing. Thank you, Elena. Good night, John. Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our minds. Sinners that the mercy of grace Redeemed we are By your embrace Praise His holy name I shall lift my obedient children To the clouds For they shall see my glory 